0: This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan.
1: Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast episode 72 for this Friday the 11th of February. So how was your week? Weather turned a bit nippy this week, didn't it? I'm hearing rumours of snow sometime next week, but we'll have to wait and see. They are just rumours at the moment or in my tea leaves. I see in the Glen area, the mystery supermarket trolley filled with drink appeared on the streets again. I think it was on Monday morning. Who's doing that? Loving the Valentine's Tree of Hope along the blue way. Have you seen this? Hop along. It looks amazing. It was a good week for someone playing Hillviews Bingo last Monday with the 1,000 euro jackpot being won. Was that you? We also see 33 additional beds were announced for the Tipperary University Hospital this week. And it was sad to hear the passing of former four-time mayor of Plonmel, Sean Nyan, who passed away during the week. May he rest in peace. So, what is coming up this week on the Cloma Podcast? I chat to Fergal O'Keefe on the comedy club, Hearns Hotel, and his travel tales with Fergal Podcast. How you could also play your part in this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade. Dancing lessons, oh yes, at the Coachman. An uproar rock chorus table quiz. And Twin Hearts meditation returns to the St. Oliver's Parish Hall. All this and more coming up.
0: The Clummel Podcast.
1: But first, last night I went along to the Banner Clumella Band Hall for the presentation of a saxophone from the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History. <laughs> I'm now joined by the curator of the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History, Marie McMahon. Welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. And tonight we are here at Mellor for the presentation of that fabulous saxophone, and it all goes back to the McDell CD that you started with, wasn't it? It
0: was. um, Back in lockdown, I decided I was wondering. I was in my office and I was in my on my own in the museum, and I thought, what What am I going to do? So we had seen um, four shellac. Uh, records that um, that I hadn't seen before and they were dating from 1948 and I thought people haven't heard these for such a long time there were a lot of families cocooning and certainly older um, generations that had been at all these dances and I thought what, what what could we do maybe we could digitize them put them onto a CD and then I thought well why don't we just send them out to these people um, while they're cocooning and What I did was I sent them out a letter with a um, a self-addressed envelope back to me again and asked them to write down their memories of Mick Delahunty and the dances and different things about it. So we produced a thousand CDs and I thought, oh, you know, maybe that's a bit ambitious. And a thousand calls came in within a week and myself... I, said, I, um, I spoke to um, one of the guys in the council um, and I asked them would they support the project um, for Creative Ireland project and Age and Opportunity. So they they um, funded me some money towards uh, printing a further 4,000. So in total, since 2020, we sent out 4,000, over 4,000 CDs to...
1: And these are complimentary CDs. Oh, they're complimentary. That's they were right. free. Yep. They're
0: absolutely free, beautifully produced. Fantastic. Really gorgeous. Uh, there's a little story in there about uh, McDell and his life. Um, we have uh, nine tracks. There's nine tracks on it and one interview on CBC radio, and it's wonderful to hear McDell speaking himself as well as singing and not singing but um, playing the orchestra so we got I mean really thousands and hundreds of letters back again to us self-addressed emails phone calls and people were crying on the phone out of pure delight and mm. joy that they received something like this because they were had nowhere to go so they just went back into this life what what life was like in the 40s and 50s and 60s um, but they were crying with happiness and joy it was you know it was really lovely families were ringing us kids of of of, of um mums and dads were ringing us saying please mike i know my mom and dad would love this or my dad um passed away and my mom would love to hear this and one woman sent us um, a, a gorgeous letter about how she had made her own yellow dress, and she remembers herself getting ready, going to the to the dance. And those dances they started at eleven at night, didn't finish till three or four in the morning. So those were the days. They were the days. <laughs> I would love. We to couldn't be back do it there. now. No, it would be great. Um, and there was never any drink involved, not much anyway. Yeah. So um, so we sent these out free, gratis, and but people were so delighted and um, were in such um, in awe of the quality that they started to send us in donations. So I thought, you know, we have to give back to, to, to others then with this uh, particular, uh, yeah. with all that money. So what we did was we, um, I decided that, I contacted the banner and Danny Carl and I said, Danny, I said, is there any, are there any instruments kind of like that you'd aspire to have? In the band he said well you know there's a few brass instruments marie they're a bit costly and i said just just name it and we we'll, you know we'll buy it so um i've been working with um peter taylor and peter um suggested a bari, uh barry baritone saxophone beautiful instrument gorgeous. and we came into a bit of issues trying to get one because of um shipping and covid you know the usual um, so we actually only got it uh, received it in January this year so where did it come from it came from Japan oh wow Japan mm. so um, we worked with a supplier here in Ireland um, to get it for us um, f- huge demand on them but you know they just couldn't get it and he rang me one day to say we have one. Oh my god I can't believe it so we actually drove down from Dublin himself with it um, and handed it over and tonight we're just presenting it and I'm delighted they're thrilled and it's great to have that association still with the banner because we're only across the road from them um, in this civic centre, and uh, you know we're just so lucky to have Banna here in Clonmel. And McDell was a huge had a huge association with Banna Clonmel, so it's only fitting and right that those that um, donated to the museum and um, that that money went forward. And we told people that we would do that. So um, and far I,
1: and wide the CD went to, didn't oh it? Oh my
0: God, it went to Australia, America, Canada, um, China, Japan, um, England, Norway, Austria. Um, it went to the mayor in Peoria, um, went everywhere, you know, so um, we still have a few I was few about left. to ask, can people yeah, still get it? We do, we, ha- yeah. we, we have half a cupboard left, but some 27 in each box, so I'd say we probably have maybe four or five hundred left.
1: And if people don't know, how can they get one? So
0: what they can do is, if they email the museum at museum at tipperarycoco.ie, so it's T-I-P-P-E-R a R Y A R Y <laughs> C O C O dot I
1: E. I think I got it right. I'm not okay. sure.
0: Museum at Tipperary cocoa. You can all spell Tipperary. Sorry, and our our phone number is um o five two six one six. 5252 five, two, and that only changed um, so yeah they can and we'll send it out and we'll post it out to them for free as well so anywhere in the world we don't mind um, it was a fantastic project it got us through lockdown and it was so heartwarming for us in the staff when the rest of the staff came in then constantly if it was on a different radio station there'd be an influx of yeah. I was there guys get ready there's another influx coming so we'd boxes and boxes going out so over 4,000 went out so we're thrilled that's fantastic yeah, Marie so, thank you very much thanks so much
1: I'm now joined by Michael Kiley Vice-Chairman of Band of Michael, we're here at the presentation of the baritone saxophone tonight. What does it mean to the band? It means everything to the mm. band. It's,
2: it's a recognition of, of what we're about. And uh, to have Mary Delahunty here tonight and Marie from the museum, it's a wonderful occasion. And uh, it's a beautiful instrument. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's gorgeous, yeah, it's gorgeous. And uh, it's, 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 it's a masterpiece of, a, of a, an instrument and we're delighted to have it and it all came from the proceeds of the Mick Hunty CD which we were involved in in the museum with Marie and it's just something else and we're delighted to have this instrument it means everything to the band the recognition for the past two years we have been out of the band hall and uh, with the help of god we're coming back again you know just to mind ourselves and the kids are great and they're delighted to see this beautiful instrument.
1: I was about to ask you is there any plans now to maybe get out and start playing again?
2: Uh, St Patrick's Day will be our our first outing
1: yeah we had a concert
2: outside there some time ago uh, outside the door and it went very well. So St Patrick's Day, we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to seeing you as well. And Limerick as well, competition in Limerick. And I think this is a Sunday after St Patrick's Day. It's usually the nearest Sunday to St Patrick's Day. This is the band competition, isn't it? Band competition, yeah. In Limerick, yeah, international band competition.
1: Well, the best of luck in the band competition and on St Patrick's Day. We're looking forward to seeing you in the parade.
2: Yeah, we're looking forward to it, to get the band out again. We are practising in the the, uh, Army Barracks at the moment, uh, marching, and we want to thank the county council the tipperary county council for permission to do that in the in the army barracks it means everything because the streets are so busy now with traffic so we can go in there and everybody is safe so
1: yeah we'd like to. will the baritone saxophone make an appearance in the parade well, uh, this year do we know
2: well judging by the weight of it I don't <laughs> is know it heavy is it it I looks heavy i don't
1: know who's going to carry it <laughs> <laughs> it is a baritone
2: saxophone isn't it it's yeah, beautiful yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Michael so, Kylie, thank you very much. Thanks sir. Mark and good, nice, good to see you again. Well, no, nice to <laughs> talk to you
1: again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Mayor, Michael Murphy's
3: with me. Mayor, great uh, great honour tonight, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a fantastic story, first of all. Uh, delighted to be here in uh, Bannaclumala. Uh, special mention, first of all, of Bannaclumala, you know, established in 1971 and celebrated their 50th anniversary uh, last year and regrettably due to COVID we couldn't recognise that mm. 50th anniversary and I want to say as Mayor of Clonmel, I hope to recognise the 50th anniversary of Bannaclumala uh, before my term uh, finishes. Of course, the real reason we're here tonight is the amazing story behind this uh, incredible saxophone uh, an incredible valuable uh, saxophone it? presented uh, to the band tonight um, in collaboration with the uh, Tipperary Museum of Hidden History and funds arriving arising from the I think there were voluntary donations they were that's right uh, from the mm. sale of the McDell uh, CD and arising from that yet people as Marie said to me voluntarily made contributions of between 5 and uh, 50 euros and arising from that she came up with the idea the purchase of this I think it's a baritone uh, saxophone uh, an amazing instrument just even to look at gorgeous I want to confirm I can play it Mark I'm sure you Did, can I, I can you must be joking mate I have uh, but it it's recorder. a fantastic story yeah. and as I said to be here and of course under the portrait this beautiful photograph of the legend uh, Dell himself what a fantastic story and I do as Mayor as Clamwell's first citizen I want to pay tribute to uh, all involved and the timing as I said couldn't be better just literally after the 15th anniversary of the establishment is there better ambassador? here in Clonmel Dan Bannaclumala. And while I have you here very quickly, great to see that the St. Patrick's Day Parade is on in town this year. Yeah, look, I'm very excited about that. Would you believe it? One of the first things I did um, when there was an announcement around the lifting of restrictions was ring the district, ring the district administrator, the district manager, and by hook or by crook I wanted a St. Patrick's Day uh, parade uh, this year. Think the town needs it. Uh, It will give a big lift. Uh, We're putting a lot a lot of effort in we're trying to engage with the many community groups and so far there's a real appetite a real enthusiasm a real excitement uh, around the uh, saint patrick's uh, day parade this year i can confirm uh, and you're the first to hear this mark that i've asked um Uh, music man himself as I call him Tipperary's music man Tipperary's music maestro Danny Carroll to be the Grand Marshal uh, of this year's uh, parade and I don't think there'll be a prouder man than Danny himself Uh, he recently celebrated uh, a significant birthday I've made no secret of my huge admiration uh, for Danny Carroll for what Danny Carroll has done in terms of be Banna Clunmala and his contribution to music over the last probably 50, 60, uh, 70 years uh, here uh, in Tipperary a multi-award winner at the local, regional, uh, national and international uh, level but Danny Carroll will be uh, this year's uh, Grand marshal. I spoke to Danny he's in the UK at the moment he, um, yeah, he was quite surprised uh, when I did uh, ask him but yeah look and I think Think and linking in, as I said, with the band's 50th anniversary—an occasion I hope to mark uh, this year before my term finishes. Yes, yeah, so i really looking forward to the St Patrick's uh, Day parade.
1: Now, speaking of the St Patrick's Day parade in town, how would you like to take part? I was kind of thinking about doing this myself. Then I thought, well, who would it be? It'd just be me, wouldn't it, old Billy no Then I thought I could get the guests I had on the podcast with me to maybe take part in the parade. Come on, who's up for that? Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to be a part in this year's parade, you can register online at www.countytopararichamber.com and go to the news and events section. Uproar Rock Chorus are holding a table quiz in Eldon's Bar on Thursday, the 10th of March at 8pm. Teams are four, prices 20 euros per table. There'll be a raffle and hopefully a performance from Uproar Rock Chorus too. Proceeds are going to Uproar Rock Chorus to raise funds for their Sing for Gold Choral competition in Barcelona. And we wish them the very best of luck and try and support that if you can. A Learn to Jive and Rockabilly Stroll three-week beginner's course is starting at the Coachman on Friday, the 25th of February, from 8pm to 9.30pm. Price is €30 Euros and you can book by text on this number, 087-353-6502. Staying with the coachman, social dance classes with Yvonne are also there every Monday night from 8pm to 9.30pm. Price is only a tenner. That's right, €10. You'll learn how to waltz, jive, quickstep and lots more. Before you know it, you'll be appearing on Strictly Come Dancing. You can call this number for more information, 087-244-8535. And that starts this Monday on Valentine's. What better way to spend it? Staying with the Strictly theme, and this time for a great cause, Strictly Seesaw is coming to the Talbot Hotel, formerly Clonmel Park, on Friday the 1st and Saturday the 2nd of April. Doors open at 7pm, show starts at 8, prices 25 euros, with proceeds going to the Community Suicide Awareness Workers. Get your tickets from the hotel or dancers or the committee members. There's also modern line dancing classes every Thursday at 6.30 in the Sisters of Charity School Hall, hosted by Dance Craze Ireland. Dance to all styles, country, pop, Latin, Irish, hip-hop, salsa. Classes are just €10, it's pay-as-you-go every week, and a new Absolute Beginners class starts next Thursday. For more information, call this number, 86 Three two nine eight zero six two, or email Michael at inline dot ie. Mike Denver's Dancing Weekend is coming to Hotel Manila next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of Feb, featuring not only Mike but Trudy Lawler, Sabrina Fallon. Johnny Brady and Ashleen Rafferty get all the details on their Facebook page or contact the Hotel Front Desk on 05261 And Nathan Carter is coming on Friday, the 29th of April. Tickets are 33 euros. How do you fancy some meditation and leaving stress-free? Well, Twin Hearts Meditation is back at St. Oliver's Parish Hall. It starts next Tuesday, the 15th of February at 7.30pm. It's a free event, but there will be a donation box should you feel like making one, which will go towards local charities. The Presentation Secondary School are looking for your old books for their Prez Book Week, All donations can be left at the reception at the school. The Clonmel Remembrance Walk Committee are having their coffee evening next Tuesday at the Church of the Resurrection Parish Hall. That's the 15th of February at 7.30pm. Want to pop along, have a chat and find out more about the Remembrance Walk. Just a reminder too that the Clonmel Swimming Pool will be closed next week. That's the 14th to and including Sunday, the 20th of February due to boiler maintenance, and this also includes the gym. You can now use your credit debit card as well as cash at the Tipperary University Hospital car park, where before it was cash only. Please don't get me started on paying for parking up at the hospital. Drives me mad. It should be free, in my opinion. But there we go crime news. We see a man in his 20s has been charged by the Gardaí after five cars were broken into around the Cashel Road area in the early hours of Monday morning. Items taken from the cars range from jewellery to money to tools. As I was saying earlier, one lucky person scooped the jackpot last week with the Hillview Sports Club's bingo. This Monday, it could be you. Two grand in prize money, €1,000 as a jackpot prize. Doors open at 7pm with eyes down at 8 and the very best of luck to you. You can't beat a bit of bingo, can you? Now, jobs this week. The Cottage Nursing Home are looking for a part-time maintenance person. Get more details on their Facebook page. Hall Alarms are looking for an electronic system security engineer. 40 to 45 grand a year. Jobalert.ie has all the details for you. Miss Ellie's Takeaway in Irish Town are looking for staff. Impressive salary, set days off, also working with an energetic team, and most of all, delicious fish and chips. I'd work there just for that. You can apply by emailing amy.osullivan0 at gmail.com. That's amy.osullivan0 at gmail.com or call this number 085 80 That's 085 Dunstores Stores Clonmel are looking for a catering assistant. Jobalert.ie has all the details there for you. Daybreak, just out the road in Clarahan, are looking for a shift supervisor. For the day-to-day running of their store, the position is morning and evening shift work and experience is required. More on their Facebook page or email your CV to clarahandaybreak at gmail.com. A sales advisor is wanted at New Look in town, ie.indeed.com slash jobs has the details there for you. DID in the poppy fields are looking for a full-time sales advisor. ie.indeed.com slash jobs has more details. Debunked in town are looking for a baker full-time, part-time. Email jamie at debunked.ie for more and check out their social media pages. If you would like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, it's free of charge. Just email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, time for this week's interview. Am I caught up with Fergal O'Keefe at Hearns Hotel for a chat?
0: The
4: Clonmel Podcast.
1: Fergal O'Keefe, welcome to the Mill Podcast.
4: Great to see you.
1: Great to see you, and it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We're here at the iconic Hearns Hotel.
4: Yeah, it's lovely to be out and about again, isn't it? And Just to get some normality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, nice I to g- be back. I really get that feeling now. Things open up, or aren't they? Things are starting to open up again, and think things are starting. I've loads of gigs coming up. And it's lovely this week now. I've been really doing that. as like, you know, booking and getting ready for gigs again. And I have to say, I'm, I'm so ready for that.
1: Let's uh, talk about gigs, actually, yeah. since we're here. Uh, I know the
4: comedy club is starting up again. Yeah, so we have... Um, third of March, actually, Carl Spain, who has been, he was actually the first gig I ever had in Hearn's it's Hotel. Great call. Yeah, so the very first gig, I'd say, was over 15 years ago, so it's appropriate that he's back for that. It's the third of March at the Comedy Club, which is a monthly comedy club, again, in, in Bakers, and Carl Spain and Paul Marsh. who's actually, uh, he's a firefighter in Dublin, but he's actually, uh, is he? he is, fire, okay. but he's from Ardfinnan. No so way. he's a local, yeah, and a brilliant comedian. He's currently the MC. And, and, um, and actually Tom O'Mahony, who, who's also from Tipperary as well. So there's a whole bunch. And uh, so that, it's great to get that back. And it's funny, uh, you know, I was saying that some of the other day, that, you know, I, I, I've been doing my comedy club here in, in Hearns for 15 years. And I love going to live gigs. And the last one, the last big one I was at was Martin Short and Steve Martin in the Tree Arena in Dublin and it was the 11th of March 2020 no way and I remember driving in I went to I wasn't too sure should yeah. I go and I, I drove up into the car park in the Tree Arena went to my seat amazing gig went back to the car you know, the lads were just getting off stage and I zipped up and got into the car and drove straight home to kind of have less contact with people. But that, and and as I was walking out, I was talking to a security guard and he like said, uh, I could overheard him talking to somebody and he was saying that was it, they were closing that night and, you know, probably be a month or so before they'd open up again. That's what we all thought, didn't we? Exactly. March 2020. And to the day, so I'm going to have Des Bishop it's going to be in the Clomel Park Hotel and that's the 10th of March and that will nearly be two years to the day when I was last at a gig. And I have to say, if you said to me, like, what's the one thing I haven't done yet that I've missed the most since the lockdown, it has to be going to a live comedy gig packed with you know joyous laughter
1: we need that though Fergal
4: totally and mm. you know what to say like laughter is the best medicine mm. and I think you know that feeling you know I've been saying for the last year that like we're going into the roaring 20s and eventually my line is going to come good so I think I said it to you on one of the first one of your, one of your first podcasts I thought you did <laughs> yeah so I'm going to say it again we're coming into the roaring 20s and it's going to happen and I feel now's the time because I, I think people are ready to get going like just this week now I've been booking loads of gigs and you know rescheduling gigs now there's loads coming up you know in, in-, in- mail, and I think people are going to be ready for that you know going out meeting people packed Gigs, fun. Just to get back to
1: the way it was.
4: Mm. Deirdre O'Kane, I believe, is coming as well. Yeah, so we've got Deirdre, and that's a, a, an exclusive for you because. Thank you. The tickets will be on sale, and it she is the seventh of April. Tickets are on sale. Actually, if you go to tickets.ie, so Deirdre O'Kane on the seventh of April in the Clonmel Park Hotel. That's a brand new tour that she's doing, and she's amazing. I remember I had her here in Hearns one time for the Junction Festival, and she did four gigs and I was watching her each night and Cara Spain actually was her supporting her and it was like the same set each night but it was amazing how watching the reaction and that's what I love about live comedy it was like a different reaction to different jokes each night and some nights you know better reaction to something and I love watching that and how and then seeing how a comedian how they feed off the audience. And, you know when they get it when they get a good reaction how they really go on fire so it's the 7th of april i actually have another gig that's coming up here in hearns and that's going to be a really special one that's a live forever oasis an oh, these, oasis tribute band
1: these guys are brilliant aren't they
4: oh amazing so that's the 19th very soon 19th of february rescheduled gig so that's over 50 percent sold already so i expect that to be sell out and I expect that to be electric. Can you imagine with that? Because these guys are brilliant.
1: No pun intended. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Is there electric Oasis? There all? is. I'm <laughs> sure there is. One of the songs.
4: They had to have had that in the title.
1: And they, but these guys, they they do sound like the lads yeah. from Oasis, don't they? They're really sure. good.
4: Yeah, they're like Oasis without the scrapping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so friendly Oasis. But they do. They sound exactly like them. And. It, you know, you get goose pimples. And that's another thing that I've missed is so much is that live music. Mm. I remember actually was it during the summer, uh, you know, during junction and hearing I went into one of the sound checks and hearing one of the bands were, were doing the sound check and I was just I was emotional listening to it. I was getting goose pimples listening to live music. I mean it's just not and that's the sort of things that we've missed um, over and the so coast. have they
1: though, they've missed performing. Oh completely. Comedians and of course musicians. Very
4: good point. Yeah, mm. you're right. And you know, for, yeah. they're raring to go. Oh, exactly. They're going to be on so fire. not
1: to be missed. <laughs> exactly. Can I just say we're at Hearns Hotel. This is where Charles Bianconi started the the, the transport system, wasn't it? Exactly.
4: Yeah. If, if I ever went on mastermind, yeah. Charles Bianconi, he would be my specialist topic. I love the guy like uh, he should be a, there should be I'll say one thing there should be a statue I'm always saying it should. I don't it's understand it's a great idea You yeah, totally and he is um, just the most amazing character like you know national figure he walked from Italy to Clonmel as I say if you stand at the front door here in Hearns you know here was the headquarters of his of his transport system and sometimes I think we kind of forget that but like basically the headquarters of the first transport system for all of Ireland was from Heron's Hotel in Clonmel for the whole country and I always say, that if you go to like old hotels like this in the, the centre of towns around Ireland, and you go in, there'll always be a Bianconi Suite or a Bianconi Bar, because he used to go to all those towns. It started from here. To care was the first one. The
1: first one. Obviously, he saw niche in the market. All that walking he was doing.
4: <laughs> exactly. He was
1: thinking, "Come on, there's got to be something here I can do."
4: Exactly. And you know, he he was a bit of a character. Like he, it was after the Battle of Waterloo, eighteen fourteen, when he got the horses. On the cheap, because, you know... No way! Yeah, yeah. and that's so he got those... Top man. Yeah, and he started that. The first one, it was From Here to Care, and it was basically like a stagecoach, you know? Mm. Like the, the West was, you know, bringing the um, mail and bringing a couple of passengers, and he was such a pro, like, like he was a great marketeer. So, like, he had the first one, and, you know, he wasn't getting much traction. So then, like, he set up on the QT a rival company. No so, way, did so, he? Yeah, so then they raced each other, and it caught the public imagination who was going to be first to care from here. And it was a race. So that was his company
1: as well, the rivals. Exactly. Clever e- guy.
4: Exactly. That's some
1: great marketing right there, wasn't oh. it?
4: And you know, he was such an amazing guy. Like I said, if you stand at the front door, yeah. you're looking across at the old mayor's office. And he was the mayor for a couple of years. Then you look across the road at Bank of Ireland, which was the National Irish Bank, and he was one of the founders of that. He set up up Dublin University with Daniel O'Connell in Dublin, you know, the first Catholic university in Ireland. So, like, you know, he's like an international figure, I would say, like an amazing guy. And actually... Michael Portillo came here and he stayed in the hotel one time.
1: This is the former politician but also presenter of the is it Great British Railway Journeys or something. Exactly. I've seen this Great, show.
4: Exactly. And he did a, a, a Great British Railways visit to Ireland mm. and one of the parts was here because of Banconi because Banconi was a transport system before the trains and then the trains took over. So that was the reason for coming here. But uh, I met him and you know amazing guy actually and it was funny because i was telling him about the you know we were recording and i was telling him about the battle of waterloo and i said 18, 18 15, and he's like cut and it was like eighteen fourteen. i got my dates wrong <laughs> so i had to re- re- redo the after my whole spiel which i just gave you but um so i got the date right I, I, it's etched in my brain now after <laughs> that but it, actually something that i said on that um, show which which he cut out. So at the very end, I had my line ready and it was mm. like Bianconi. And I said, there was a famous quote by Coney and he was like, because he was like the mayor and he didn't take a salary, he was beloved by the people and respected by his peers. And then I my, my was unlike, unlike many politicians Ooh. nowadays. <laughs> 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 and, and when they put it on BBC, They gone. Cut out cut out Yeah cut cut out my punchline. So yeah, but that was a great experience. And and you know, there's amazing like Lint, the famous opera singer, he stayed here, I don't know, the eighteen hundreds, you know, he was like Pavarotti of the time and Mm. and he stayed here and sang in the bar here in the hotel because it was he was supposed to do a gig and it kinda fell through, so he just sang in the bar instead. And made, like the irish uh, labor party was founded here in the hotel oh my god yeah and de valera used to do speeches upstairs the people will know the Hearn sign on the balcony and he used to do his speeches from the balcony up up above and uh, yeah so it's got an amazing history so where'd the name come from then? Hearn's hotel so Hearn's was dan hearn who was bianconi's right-hand man ah. so this started off as his headquarters for the horses and if you go up the back of the car park you see the old walls and there's still like the links in the walls where the horses used to be. And uh, so Dan Hearn, he was his right-hand man and he gave him the hotel. So if you see outside, there's at the front door, there's like a sign, 1872. And uh, so it's actually one of the oldest hotels in Ireland. That's fantastic. It's got great history.
1: You're right that it should be some sort of uh, commemorative statue or mm. something,
4: even a plaque, something. Well, there is a plaque outside acknowledging him on the wall. But I do think a I statue. I think a statue, definitely. Totally. Right. I mean, he's amazing. Come on, Fergal. Get the campaign going <laughs> yeah. for that. Except I am. This is it. <laughs> That's what this interview is about. Let's get the papers on board. Yeah. Come on. Um,
1: when did you uh, acquire the hotel?
4: So it was 2002, which I... 20 years ago, Yeah, now, I, did n- I did not realise that. There you that. go. You 20 know? years. Yeah. So um, it was... Yeah. So 20 years in Clamell. I'm originally from County uh, Clare. and moved to Tip and... Uh, I never thought that I'd be supporting tip for, for hurling or football. But that, my line actually is, is tip for football and clear for the hurling. No so way. I've got every angle covered. <laughs> <laughs> how
1: did, I mean, I ask a lot of publicans this as well. I mean, how, how did the pandemic affect yourself?
4: Yeah, obviously. Obviously was,
1: you had lots of stuff booked in as well, did you?
4: Yeah, we did. Mm. We had loads of like Des Bishop was yeah. supposed to be happening. He's happening now, and into March. And that gig was supposed to happen around that originally around that time. So, yeah, we lots. You know, it was it was tough at the start. Obviously, you know, like, I and mean, as we
1: were saying, we thought, uh, you know, a couple of weeks and it'll be back yeah. back to normal again. And we,
4: we closed it like we actually closed sort of that weekend before. I think it was like Paddy's Day around that time. But we actually closed the weekend before because we just said, you know, it's the right thing to do. Close things down. And uh, obviously, it was much quieter. And then I became like kind of a a walking cliche because I just started. uh, First, I started baking, did a lot of walking. First, I was walking down the river. Was it banana bread, was it? No, not banana bread, but I was doing brown bread. (laughs) And um, baking was my first thing to keep myself busy. And a lot of walking, and then I got into like yourself. I got into podcasting, and mm. then I started doing the Travel Tales with Fergal. Great and, podcast. And then I started doing mm. uh, writing, and I'm doing articles. And I do an, ar- an article every week for In the, the Nationalist. So it's funny. I like I always say like, you know, every cloud is a silver lining. Because I always kind of was inter- Like as I said before, I started writing articles, say for the Nationalist. The last time I'd written something like that would have been probably for my leaving cert. What about to say? Do you have any experience in <laughs> really. journalism of just, any no, sort no. or creative writing? Well, I just would have been writing articles yeah. as in for comedians and, you know, like for shows coming mm. and things like that, but nothing creative. So, How was your first article when you, you were told you had to do the,
1: the first one as a oh, deadline oh, there, obviously? that was a
4: disaster. <laughs> that took me, took me a long. The first proper one actually was for the Irish Independent as right. well. Yeah. And it was a full page in the magazine and it was about um, walking um, my last holiday 2019 before the lockdown was a family holiday um tour de Mont Blanc so we walked for our family for six days around uh, Mont Blanc going walking from hut to hut I've been waiting I'm big into walking you know here in the mountains and I've been kind of waiting for kids to be old enough and my youngest was seven at the time so I said he's old enough I think he was the youngest person when we were doing that walk but um, that was amazing. So walking in the Alps from hut to hut. So I did that article and then what I've learned is that it's so, having a deadline, that's what helps you. That's what helps you to um, having a deadline. I know that people are going to be reading it because if you're just writing for yourself.
1: You're not there like the night before thinking, I have nothing written yet,
4: and this is the deadline's to tomorrow. I am yeah, <laughs> the or maybe even the morning. I, I find the more pressure I am then, then I really, then the better it is actually
1: what made you come up with the idea with travel challenge with fergal i know you, you were thinking okay i've got a pandemic on here i'm going to be closed for a while but why why a podcast and well, why a travel
0: yeah, podcast well, I, I love the idea
4: yeah well where what happened actually was uh, i was doing my walking down oh. in the river and i was listening to podcasts about at the time it sounds quaint now about trump mm. lots of podcasts about trump and brexit etc and i was going Do you know what this is grim like listening to news all the time Covid mm. and lockdown, and I said I want a bit of escapism. So then I just had the brain. One day I said, "Geez, there must be travel podcasts." So I started listening to a couple of um, tra- like one was travel diaries, who I've had on my own podcast, and then that gave me the idea. i Kind of said, like, "There's no Irish ones," so that's what really gave me the idea. Saying, you know, I'd love to um, you know, when we were locked down. I think it's my personality, but the, what it is—the the more I couldn't do something, the more I want to do it. So we couldn't, you know, we could at that stage we couldn't walk past two k's. So I was just like oh, walking to my house. That? Yeah, yeah, do you remember
1: that? From my walk to the river. And you expecting like if he went past a two k, say just maybe three k, that someone's going to pop up out of the, the ditch and yeah. turn back.
4: And, and, and that did happen to me actually. <laughs> <laughs> when, what really when we went from 2 Ks yeah, to, to 5 was wasn't it? Yeah, I drove to Kilcheelan
1: oh shame on you
4: I, but, hold on now I drove to Kilcheelan and I because I said I've been walking like my 2 K yeah. so I said I'll go cracked and I'll drive to Kilcheelan it was exactly 5 k from my house to the, the car park in Kilcheelan yeah. and then I was on the river and a guard told me to go back to Clamendon <laughs> And I, and I said, but I, I said, it's 5Ks. And he said, no, it isn't. So and I, in my head, I was going, I can't believe I'm arguing with a guard about how far my house is yeah. from the river for a walk. And that, that's my COVID moment where I went, this is mad. And then when I drove back and I watched exactly how many miles we were. It was exactly 5Ks. Ah, but, is it, but doesn't it seem mad now when you that think seems, about that? It
1: does seem crazy. I mean, even think back to the 2K. Yeah. yeah. And know? people were getting very confused about all that. <laughs> they were, some were afraid to go out, they honestly thought someone was going to jump out of a ditch and say listen turn around you can't you can't go you, well, you've reached your two well in your case you know, exactly <laughs> it' did nearly I, happen I, really I, it did happen
4: <laughs> but you know what it made me like when I couldn't travel it made me think about my old trips that i that mm. I'd done and trips that I'd love to do and i you know I was going, surely the other people are the same that mm. you know are like the same when we're talking about old gigs or mm. that I've been to you know it gave me time to reminisce and i said other oh, people will probably be interested in that so it's been going it's kind of been growing since you know? and you're a
1: well-traveled man obviously to have the podcast you must be surely
4: yeah <laughs> so over the years you know i did loads and i, I kind of any favorite places gosh um, well, you
1: might even revisit on occasion
4: yeah well greece would love be greece the yeah absolutely yeah. Have to say. Um, do you know what my favorite place in greece is and we might even go this summer is uh it's the Peloponnese. So that is mainland Greece. So if you fly into Athens, it's the west coast of mainland Greece. And the Peloponnese is a little peninsula. You go over the Corinthian uh, Canal now. And so it's like nearly going to an island. It's huge. But it's probably three hours, maybe even four, from Athens Airport. But it's the west coast, and it's a bit like going to the west coast of Ireland and so when you go to the Peloponnese to the west coast you then go over mountains into the Mani. Oh, beautiful, and it's like little for me it's the perfect place a place called Agius Nicholas and it's like a little fishing village tiny one with the mountains behind you and the sea in front of you and we used to every morning there was a place where we go diving off the rocks in, into the oh, sea it oh, was a tiny little little bungalows and one of them was like a restaurant and the woman would come out and she'd have like toast and orange juice and coffee ready for you after you get out from your nice, oh, isn't it so that I, like i don't go back to too many places but i definitely think I definitely know it. I'd love to go back there like it's magical and the Spartans came from there oh. and you know probably the most atmospheric drive I've ever done is from the many to a place called Mystra where the Spartans besides Sparta where that's where the Spartans used to live and the Byzantines ended up there wow. as well and you know amazing place and you're driving through these cliff faces through the mountains and the Spartans were famous for like you know say when kids were born if they weren't perfect They'd chuck him over the mountain, kill him. Oh, terrible. They were tough cookies. Mm. And um, so it was so atmospheric driving there and seeing that. And, and when the Spartans left there, they said they ended up in the Manny. And it's just so atmospheric. Amazing place.
1: What about bad experiences? Any place you kind of went to and think, do you know what? I think we've done a wrong on booking this one.
4: <laughs> Gosh. Do you know what? I've loved, I loved. Or have um, you been lucky? So I would, the, it's the first one that went into my head and I, was, I feel bad because I, I'd love to go back there. Yeah. But India is hard work. Mm. It, it's it's hard work. And what why now? So, you know, like when I was doing it, I was like backpacking. Yeah. So now it probably be a lot easier. But at the time I was backpacking and I, I was like six weeks in India. So, you know, like uh, from the point of view of the, the quality of the accommodation and the food. But I, I was really strict when I was eating there. So I was eating... All the time, like off, you know, off street stalls, which mm. was cooked in front of you. Mm. You can Beautiful. see it. Oh, lovely! Gorgeous, yeah. absolutely amazing, and you can see it, and, and it's the safe. aroma exactly. But then you, you'll know this place. Like the movie was, um, I think it was Octopussy, one of the James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. It was in India. Do you remember? It I was do. It's in, in Those Oodipur. little,
1: those little um, what those little cars called three wheels. So and it, tennis rackets is a chase car chase. I think going
4: along well, there. So the yeah, well, I just remember the town was Udupur, mm. and it had like a, this. Fort or castle in the middle of a like the lake. I think it was free rise only actually, and uh, so I said I have to go over to this one. It's a five star hotel now, so we went over to that hotel and I had like afternoon tea, and it was like lettuce. I presume is what it caused i I'd lettuce in, in a sandwich and uh, up to them and really strict, you know, with food and uh, you know I had a really bad stomach then after that, you know, so that left a bit of a mark.
1: I think we've all kind of been in that situation where we've been abroad and it's it's the food that is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what stands sadly in your memory is yeah. you got some sort of a, a bad tummy or whatever. Yeah.
4: And I was sick for weeks after oh, that. Oh, no way. Stroke, stroke months, stroke years. I mean, for years afterwards, every now and then I would get a bad stomach or mm. you know, if I ate kind of some icy food and stuff. But I would still loved to go back there and it was still an amazing experience. I still loved it. But I do always say that to people like, you know, say one of the most memorable meals I ever had was in Bangkok. And again, eating on the street, but you're seeing the food cooked in front of you. street food, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Lovely. So, you know, you can see it being cooked in front of you. You know what you're getting and you know it's not been sitting there for a while. So that's I would always recommend.
1: So when you do go away this year, is it your first time going away in two years?
4: Um, kind of, well, I actually went to, for my podcast, actually, mm. I had a couple of trips before Christmas. And um actually the podcast that's out this week is 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 on the um, centre of Portugal.
2: Oh, lovely.
4: And that is on the mountains and I, I did that with the Portuguese Tour Sports. That podcast actually that you can listen to that now, that's out now. And I also did the Camino which was amazing. I've never done the Camino. heard everyone talking about it. Is it worth doing? <gasps> totally, oh my God, yeah. completely.
1: So I put it on my bucket list.
4: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I didn't know if I, I it, was, it was better than I expected. And I've always heard anyone I talked to loved it. I just wasn't too sure, was it for me? Mm. But I absolutely loved it. I love history, and talking about Bianconi. So that was the part I didn't really know about was when I went there, it wasn't just the walking or the beautiful, you're walking in these amazing villages and mm. amazing food. And you're walking through four regions, so it's com- each one is very different from each other. But what I particularly loved was the history, and I'm big into like um, the Templars and mm. medieval history. And the Templars were very much involved in the early, you know, the churches, etc. I love that history, and it's full of that, and the mysticism, and the, it's just quite amazing. I did a tree podcast actually on, on that because it was just so amazing.
1: And will Greece now
4: next year be on the podcast? I think, well we definitely, if I, <laughs> if I go back there, I'm, I still haven't decided yet, but I, I think we'll probably go back there, yeah. Although, you know, it's such a big country, you know.
1: It's a pleasure speaking to you. So we must just uh, reiterate the gigs
4: again. <laughs> yeah, so we've got loads coming up. Yeah, so, lots. So We've got on the 3rd of March in Baker's, we've got Carl Spain Comedy Club. Then on the 10th of March, we've got Des Bishop, which is going to be amazing. show about his mother, so it's a really powerful show. This is Mia Mama, isn't it? Exactly. Yes, <laughs> the isn't it? And that's the 10th of March <laughs> in Tom Hill Park. And um, then we've got... Before that, we've got the 19th of February in O'Keeffe's in Barrefour. We've got uh, Oasis, Live Forever. Not the Oasis. That's going to be amazing as well. And then we've got the 7th of April. We've got... Deirdre Cane. Um, mm. So all of those tickets, if you look the, any of those up on tickets.ie, they're all on sale there. And also, any more information on website, Facebook? Yep. So for me, if you want to aim my podcast or information or anything like that, travel tales with IE or... The easiest place to get me where i post about everything is travel tales with fergal on instagram
1: do you have a favorite part of clon mills which has been here for 20 years now
4: oh i would have first thing in my head again is the the river i mean that was the greatest thing that we've ever done isn't it Way. like that the blue way mm. i mean literally every day I, I pretty much like yesterday i went to two walks on it and i have to genuinely every time i go on it i go this place is unbelievable. Like, mm. I just love it. Like, it, it gives me the, the endorphins, the lift I get from it. It's just unbelievable. And and I think that's going to grow and the mountains then, you We're know. We're very lucky, aren't we? Oh, I mean, Clamel. My, my thing that I keep saying is that Clamel should be like Queenstown or Pocker and Nepal, yeah. that we should be the walking capital yeah, of Ireland. I agree. And you walk from here up the mountains for a few days, staying in the huts and then back down like I did in the Alps. And that's what I really would love to see. Clamel. I think that's the major growth potential for tourism. Clamel is walking holidays and it's grown everywhere. So I think we, and we have it here.
1: We certainly do. And one final thing. What's it like to be interviewed on a podcast?
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true, I didn't notice, you know. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I prefer mean, asking the
1: questions. <laughs> Fergal O'Keefe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.
4: Perfect. Thank you so much.
0: The Clamel Podcast. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Fergal. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel podcast for this Friday, the 11th of February. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and on the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Big hello to Joan Rozelle in Michigan, USA, who listens to the podcast every week. Joan, thank you so much. Have a lovely week. Look after one another and I'll speak to you next week. Bye bye.
0: You've been listening to the Club now Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West Town Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.